Get ready for the Girls on Games podcast, your weekly dose of news, reviews, and everything video games. Always served with a good helping of hype and just a pinch of salt. And now, your host, Leah. Welcome to another Girls on Games podcast. My name is Leah. I'm the host of this show. This is episode number 422, and that's our annual Halloween spooktacular. Because it's that time. The spooky season is here, and there are a lot of games and maybe some urban legends about games that we're going to be talking about here now today. But before we get into that, I want to introduce you to the friendly voices around this digital table. Catherine, how goes? I'm good yourself. I'm excellent, thank you. Joelle, what's up? Hello, hello, hello. Good to be here talking about spooky stuff. <laughs> and we've got a special guest who actually dressed up for the show. I'm Matthew here. Rondina, a.k.a. Dapper Tux. Thanks I'm for coming here. to hang with us, bud. Dressed as a, as a Ghostbuster. Still waving at a camera that no one's going to see, but you know. It's <laughs> we the, see you, so we appreciate the, it. <laughs> you can hear the, the excitement of the speaker through their, their actions. You should know I have like a full background. Maybe I should like screen capture this so that we... <laughs> okay, well, I'm going uh, to take a screenshot right now because I think we need to post it. Here yes. we go. The, uh, the effort is there. All right, hold on. Let me do this properly. Ready? Okay, ready? Ready? Okay, say that. Ready? Cat, you ready to smile? One, two, three. Love it. Okay, let me. I'm the ghost that he's that he's. Joel is the ghost of Christmas past. That he's busting. Um. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Love it. Hold on. I'm gonna take it. Uh, GOG cast. There we go. Saved on my desktop. Perfect. Okay, we're going to get into what Matt's been up to and everything in a few minutes. But first, let me get through the housekeeping and remind you that if you enjoyed this show, you can subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Podbean. If you'd like to get some GOG merch, you can do that by going to designbyhumans.com slash shop slash girls on games. Or maybe you'd like to give us a tip, maybe buy us a coffee. You can do that by going to our Kofi. That's ko-fi.com slash girls on games. Excellent. Matt, a.k.a. Dapper Tux, as you are known online, it's actually different for me to be seeing you in something that is not a suit and tie. So, oh, yes. It, you still ha- got a when collar. It Halloween, still, it, uh, technically, yes. Yeah. When it comes to Halloween, dressing up fully as a Ghostbuster, you know, as often as possible. Actually, to sort of get into the, uh, the mood of podcasting for... Uh, Halloween specific episode. My son and I watched Ghostbusters before this, mm-hmm. and we also played the Ilphonique uh, game, mm-hmm. uh, the Ghostbusters. I think it's called the Ecto edition. That is a really good game. So, I know we're going to get into our lists later, but I- I'm 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 in it to win it here. Like the the spooky vibes. I'm doing doing everything I can. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Dressing up and decorating my background. Fantastic. So tell everybody who you are, what you do, and all the cool things that are going on at DapperTux.com. Cool. Thank you so much. Yeah, so uh, that was a pretty good intro right there. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, my name is uh, Matthew Rondina, Matthew Dapper Tux Rondina. Uh, I'm a writer for Best Buy Canada, Mobile Syrup, a freelance writer for those two fine outlets, as well as uh, the managing editor of my own website, DapperTux.com, where you can catch some uh, fun lifestyle content, things related to gaming and beyond. Uh, But yeah, that's everything uh, I'm up to these days. Drowning right now in like games and embargoes and 
busy life, which is which is great. It's good to be busy, always mm-hmm. moving. But uh, yeah, I've got some got some games keeping me up late at night uh, that are of the spooky sorts that I can't wait to talk about uh, as well too. But uh, that's that's what's been been kicking. Perfect. Love that. And uh, yeah, you've been uh, covering all the games and giving away lots of games on Twitter to the point where we were having a hard time reconnecting at one point because your <laughs> your social media is just blowing up because you're giving away games left, right and center. Yeah, I get lots of folks in the DMs just like saying, you know, don't worry about your contest rules. Just pick me. And it's just, I was, I'm sorry, I just I don't play it that way. But <laughs> I, get, I, st- I start just... The uh, actual notifications start piling up and I just am just like, oh, okay, I'm going to walk away for a bit. But then like the really important messages like yours get lost in there. So (laughs) I've got to start getting better at skimming through. But uh, yeah, busy time of the year. Lots to write about, play, give away (laughs) all the things. I know we're going to get into what we're playing currently, but do you have anything uh, you want to plug when it comes to like reviews or, or content pieces you've done over the past little while? Oh, it's been all about Spider-Man 2. Yeah. I, I love that game. Um, I recently platinumed, a bit, platinumed it. And it, in terms of just, yeah, speaking volumes of that game, most of the games lately, it's just been like, I've got to I've got to beat this and get the review out. And I got the review out for Spider-Man 2, um, like right at embargo and was able to get through a lot of the side missions, a lot of the main missions. But I went back and usually like I never go back, especially mm-hmm. like as a, as a gaming dad. It's just like one of those things where it's like once I've, you know, finished this, but the side missions and the collectibles, mm. n- no spoilers. I see a lot of spoilers out there. Very, very, like, like the game's only been out for, what, 72 hours now? Yeah, yeah that's and true. It came out on are, Friday, didn't it? Yeah, people mm. are dropping some major stuff. And anyways, uh, spoiler re- spoiler-free review on DapperTux.com. My feeds aren't spoiling anything, but man, I love that game. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's so, so good. Could be, uh, you know what? I'll say it here. I'm not sure yet. Because there's a few more games I have to play, but I think it's my game of the year this year for 2023. But I know Tears of the Kingdom and Baldur's Gate. I, I'm so conflicted. But <laughs> get back to me. It changes daily. It changes daily. It's a blessing and a curse, the amount exactly. of fantastic games that we are presented with here in 2023. Oh, yeah. Right? Amen. Yeah. Mm. It's spooky. Oh, I'm pointing... For uh, audio listeners, I'm pointing to a, 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 gold, a glittery orange spooky sign behind me. <laughs> <laughs> How are you able to play all these games and get through them considering you're, you're married with a young son and then also you have a day job? How do you manage? Playing hockey constantly. Well, number one, very supportive family. Number two, very little sleep. Do you see these bags? <laughs> I was playing something I can't talk about yet until 4 a.m. last night. Oh. And, and it's a spooky game. But then I got up and didn't feel so great this morning. But then I thought about the game. I'm like, okay, you know, motivator. I feel good mm-hmm. after playing that. I won't say whether it was a good or a bad thing. But yeah, it, the games fuel me, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Mm, yeah definitely getting that adrenaline from the games themselves i feel that completely Catherine, how's your week been my dear how you feeling getting better i'm upright yay yay i'm actually spending time sitting standing walking uh really turned a corner this week that's Um, great Especially after last week, which was crappy, because somebody went to Game Grumps and came back with COVID. Um, Yeah, I had a booster shot this summer. He did. So I actually didn't get COVID, but uh, it made me postpone a physiotherapy appointment. But uh, Mm. I mean, it's, it's going, being a bit more productive at work now that I can be at my, what I call my battle station. 
<laughs> of where I can work sitting, standing. Still need to take a lot of breaks to lie on my stomach a bit, but um, it is what it is. Mm, I, I'm glad uh, to see I, you getting better. Yeah, I'm. I got so much cabin fever. Like I can't wait to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Like my my goal for this week. I have a goal every week for like stuff that I should do because yeah. like, part of recovery for anything, whether it's like herniated disc or muscles, uh, thorn muscle, whatever is you have to move, right? You have to keep moving. My goal for this week is on this weekend. I want to be able to go do the grocery shopping with my spouse. Mm-hmm. Can't help him carry shit, but I can, <laughs> my goal is to walk to the grocery store, walk through the grocery store and walk back. Oh, and you're I, not going to get like a little cart. Like, to sit in? To, like, drive around in the grocery store? <laughs> I, I mean, I think getting in and out of the of the cart that they have with, like, the little steering wheel that they have yeah. for the toddlers, the thing that they're driving the cart, uh-huh. I'm pretty sure that's, like, worse for my injury. Oh, okay. Well, that's, well, don't do that then. All right. Than sorry. me using the actual cart as okay. a walker <laughs> so that right. I can limp around the grocery store. Um, yeah. But last week, we actually had to get the groceries delivered. Because mm-hmm. nobody was leaving the house. Mm-hmm. Um, at least it's not as chaotic as during the pandemic, but mm-hmm. it's very convenient. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, it's it's nice to know that like for five bucks, it'll show up at my door. Yeah, um, very true. It's pretty pretty clutch. Yeah, but mm-hmm. my, even my family continues to use it. Where it's just like, even with time we don't want to either we're sick ourselves or you know just don't want to leave the house, and it's yeah definitely good to have. Mm-hmm. Happy you're on the mend, though. I'm sorry you're you're feeling so sick. Oh, well, you know, I went to the gym and I threw out my back in a bad, worst possible way. It's just oh. you live and you learn. Uh, but I am working on never injuring myself this way ever again. Um, but yeah, it's just patience. Yeah. Um, and honestly, with each like we were talking about how sleep is important last podcast, with each good night of sleep, I wake up like way better. I don't know if I've mentioned this, but, like, one of the symptoms of having a pinched nerve is part of my leg has been numb for, like, a Mm. month. Mm. And part of my foot, so when I walk, it's weird. And I was Googling, and apparently it's, like, the last symptom to go, but I'm like, this is the most fucked up thing I want to be over with. Like, pain I can deal with. Numbness for some reason, the fact... And then yeah. you don't want to like misstep, right? Like, is it almost like numbness, like your legs asleep numbness, like that style? No, or is it it's just like every time you touch me, it's like spongy. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah. I do have some muscle weakness. Like I tried to like stand on my tippy toes the other day and like my left leg went up. My right leg was like, eh, no. Oh, that must um, be such a trip. I'm sorry you're going through that. That sucks. It sucks, but it's part of getting old and doing activities. Um, but I did the uh, same thing. Yeah, was it two years now to my sh- like shoulder right up here, mm-hmm. and it came to a point where I just just it was totally immobilized, and I started to do kind of like the what I call the Mister Burns because I would have to like claw over and just kind of give myself a hug, and I it was actually probably even further along that I did that. It was during the pandemic. I was just running up my stairs for something. I have no idea. So we were all home. And I fell forward and braced myself. And I was okay for a while. Like, I didn't really feel it. But then I kept doing other things and re-injuring it to a point I just could not go to work anymore. It was wild. You're taking the steps, though, like self-care. Oh, my goodness. Getting proper rest and and just giving yourself time to heal. It's the only way it's going to get better. The Mm -hmm. only way. So 
go down yeah, for taking the steps to take care of yourself. Yeah, but I found a physiotherapist that does house calls so that I don't have like to hobble out of the house. Um, and after this podcast, we'll be well. You're further away than than me, but you know, maybe they they have someone a connection in Toronto, <laughs> something <laughs> like that that does house calls. Yeah, yeah I just I just googled found somebody that had good reviews. Double checked on the provincial site to make sure that they were a registered physiotherapist, and uh, they checked out. They had their license, and honestly, he's been he's been a godsend. Like, and I got good insurance. Reimburse ninety percent of it. Like awesome. I got yeah, Ubisoft. Excellent. That, yeah, you be. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Recently, video game companies have upped some of their um, HR benefits, um, especially big companies like EA and Ubisoft that can afford the big insurance. I also like upgraded our package, so I pay more out of pocket to get more coverage. But like, like I'm thirty nine. My boyfriend's turning uh, 41 in like two months. Like we go through physiotherapy and massage therapist. Um, these premiums, we go through them like you're out. Like, We're close in age. I'm, I'm 40. See, see how it all mm-hmm. starts falling apart, everybody. If you're listening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 30. No, we're all getting close to 40. So <laughs> uh, yeah, no, like we said last week with, uh, with Kate, drink your water. Yeah. Get your sleep. Get yep. your sleep. I know. Exactly. I know. Yep. Napper, you said you weren't sleeping right now. Maybe that's why. Drink your, your water. It's, Make yeah, sure you get your sleep. It's not, it's not a badge of honor. It's a badge of shame. Oh. Thing, <laughs> it's one of those things. It's like, you guys know how it is. Like playing games. It's like being in a casino. There's no clocks. And all of a sudden, like you like go into your the, the home or, or you actually press the guy button. You're like, what time is it? No, no, there's no way. Well, maybe just, you know what? If I'm up this late. What's another twenty minutes, and then another yeah. it turns into an hour twenty, and it's like, oh, I, then, one more round, comes, one more this, round, yeah, never ends. <laughs> I actually have, um, because I do sleep tracking with my smartwatch, which has been like honestly a godsend to know exactly like because sometimes I wake up and I feel like I toss and turn all night, but when I look at the sleep tracking, it's like, oh no, I got like a good like window of deep sleep. That's like the most healing sleep or whatever. Um, so through my app, I put a notification around like nine forty five ten to be like, take your pills and go to bed, bitch. <laughs> Just, yeah. Take, yeah. And, um, it's, I've been going to bed, uh, regularly and getting like long night sleep. And as soon as like the pain was, had reduced enough for me to sleep all night, like the, my whole recovery skyrocketed suddenly. Like it's like night and day. I had like three days, three weeks of like very slow recovery like my physiotherapist was like you are getting better you're just not seeing it i'm seeing it Mm -hmm. um and then sometime around like after thanksgiving the pain really went down and i started sleeping um and suddenly like every day i could see a a real difference because every time i talked like my physiotherapist or like some practitioner nurse or whatever they're like you're not sleeping that's the problem i'm like well yeah I'm in pain, I can't pain. sleep. Yeah, exactly. You got pain, you yeah. can't sleep. And then if you can't sleep, you're yeah, not healing. It's yeah. just like the cycle. Same thing was happening to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh boy, getting old is not fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm like, sure, sure. I, I talked to my mom every day and like she went to the doctor today and she talks to me about like her health stuff and like she's pretty like good. She's pretty solid. Like she has arthritis. As, that's her biggest thing. But like she's active and up and going. So I'm like, yeah, if like I get over this and I take care of myself, I'm going to be like my mom. Like, in my early seventies living in the woods and being active every day and just living the life I want to live. Mm. 
as we all strive to be. Plus playing games. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the best therapy. Yeah. Joelle, what have you been up to this week? <clears throat> I have been pretty good. I, let's see here. <clears throat> I started, well, since we're on this uh, conversation about healing and getting older, I also uh, got an injury from doing CrossFit, uh, doing heavy lifting, um, and I've had it for, it's almost been 10 years now, and I've been trying to live with it and, like, manage it, but I just can't seem to do it on my own, so I finally, because I now have better health insurance with the new job that I got, I am now seeing a physical therapist for it. Yay! (laughs) So I started that, and um, then I... Like, didn't do too much during the week. And then over the weekend, I got my double uh, double shot of the flu, uh, the flu vaccine and then the updated COVID vaccine. So I got uh, one in each arm, and I was pretty much out the weekend. But I had a lovely game to keep me company. But that's yeah, what right. happened. We'll talk about that in a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe R and R is like the theme of the week because, uh, <laughs> yeah, I uh, I was away with my family. We did a little retreat. Uh, my parents are in town. We went out to Belleville, which is about two and a half hours away from Toronto. My sister had rented like a chalet that was on the water, and we hung mm-hmm. out. Her, uh, my dad, my husband, and my brother-in-law went out on my brother-in-law's boat while mom, Elise, and I ended up going, doing a little shopping and grabbing some food. And then we just ate and drank. And we played a game. So we played Mario Party. But and that yeah, was fun because introducing my parents to video games is always fun. But the game that I did play, um, that was kind of... It, it, it's something we started back when I was... Uh, when I was at the radio station um, and a few friends, we made this game up called uh, CanCon Volcano. But we just play it now as Canadian Volcano, where essentially <laughs> you have to go around the circle of the party in the room, passing around a phone, playing a Canadian song by a Canadian artist. But you cannot play that artist again. So it starts to get oh, real hard yeah. as you start to like think, well, what else can I do? And you start pulling out deep cuts and then mm. also you're drinking so it gets more involved and it it gets really fun so uh yeah we were playing that and uh, had a whole evening of just passing the phone around we went a good four and a half hours i want to say of doing it there's a lot of canadian music and really good canadian music so uh of all different types of genres and stuff so uh that's always i've a been lot on uh arkell's bend Recently. Have you? Hmm. Yeah. I've never gotten and, off that bend, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of like rediscovered them recently with one of their new releases. Yeah. And I was just, oh yeah, they exist. They're boss. And I actually shared uh, them with a mutual in Germany. And he was like, I've never heard of this band. And I'm like, of course you haven't. <laughs> it's not the type of band that probably made it to Europe as much, but yeah. Oh. A lot of good music up here. And oh, not just like the hip and nickelback, which like nothing against them, but like Oh, there's, there's so much. It's ridiculous. And then the next day we were talking about we were like, we didn't play this person and we didn't play that person. How do we not play that person? You know, like there's just so much and you're like, Can I actually keep this going? And then you realize you can, right? It's yeah. uh it's quite impressive. We have a lot of really solid music up here. Um, let's get into the fantasy critic real quick and see how things are going. Podcast wise, Kat's still in first. Joelle is in second. I'm in third. Simon is in fourth. 
That's where we stand there. I don't know if anybody bought anything this week. Nope. Last one was on October 7th. All right. On to the community league. Darth is now in first. Pat's in second. Alban's in third. Phoenix is in fourth. Joelle is in fifth. I'm in sixth. Simon in seventh. Tim in eighth. So, yeah, there was a movement there. It's going to be really interesting to watch out the uh, the combo here of uh, of uh, Darth and Pat because mm-hmm. they are tight. One, uh, 141.73 to 111.03 in points. Um, but then there's uh, some projected, you know, versus actual and all that kind of stuff. So I'm curious to see how this one pans out. That's going to be a real tight race. But in the podcast uh, league, Kat ran away with everything. So, you know, yeah. it's just for us, me and me and Joelle to battle it out at this point. And I think you know, Joelle's going to take a second. You know, if I, I'm just looking at the points right now. And if I didn't have Gollum, mm-hmm. this would be a much closer race. And I, I still say that even though your last game is... Persona 5, Tactica Cat, and then we'll see how the Talos Principle lands. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I think... Did anyone pick up Baldur's Gate 3? That's Cat one did. That was Cat like, did. Oh, I have, oh, I have Baldur's Gate 3, uh, Sea of Stars, and uh, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. That's why I like, oh, ran past that, everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She just flew away with it. Them. Mm-hmm. Who picked yeah. up nice. Super Mario Wonder? Cat. I have. <laughs> She picked up you guys. She picked it up right away. I went to I went to get it and then it was we bid on it at the same time, but she outbid me. But you Mm. did get it right away. So yeah, but are you in uh, any leagues, Matt? No, I'm not. I'm hearing about your league, and I know I'm always listening to uh, Kind of Funny Games Daily. Their, their fantasy yeah. league sounds like a lot of fun, too. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd love to, like, in, in the future. But, uh, yeah, if you guys got room on the bench for me, that would be a lot of fun. For sure. We'll but, yeah, you ready already, in January. All right, awesome. But I'm already, like, seeing where I would have made mistakes. Baldur's Gate 3, I think everyone, well, but Cat overlooked that game. Like, I know about, like, the weight Baldur's Gate, just the name carries, but I was like, I haven't heard too much about three. I don't know if I would pick that up, but now it's looking like game of the year. So mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, pretty mm-hmm. wild to see the discourse around that game. Very uh, true for them. But yeah, I'm waiting <laughs> to dig into that one as well too. I know, you know, it's a nice short game. They won't take me that long. I'm just 70 hours into my first playthrough and then planning my second and my third. What a what great transition about? into what we're playing. Catherine, oh, go. how goes Baldur's Gate 3? <laughs> uh, I haven't actually played much uh, this yeah. week, but yeah, I'm still wrapping up my first playthrough. I, I think I'm going to have to like let go of some of these side quests or just Google them so that I can power through them and finish the game. Like, I, um, My plan for like this weekend is to finish it. Okay, cool. Uh, how, I wanna... many, how many hours deep are you? Did you say 70? About 70, yeah. Okay, good for you. Yeah. yeah. Nice. But that, there's, I don't know if it's accurate. I guess the Steam count is accurate because I did scum save a lot. Because this is D&D based, right? It's a pass-fail system. Yeah. And, you know, oh. if it's not going my Even way, rolled a few two natural ones. I do yeah, the I'm same gonna reload. thing. 
<laughs> it's not scum saving, it's smart saving. Okay, yeah. let's let's yeah. try to turn that on its head right here. But yeah, I would do the same thing, especially with time investment like that. It's like, oh, you know, this like yeah. took me five hours and now I got a bad roll and I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I would totally, yeah. I would it, totally smart save that. Any game where you can drop a hard save at any point, yeah. especially before you go into a very particular battle, that is not, that is a feature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a feature. Exactly. <laughs> and I will use the feature because it's and a, there. A level of <laughs> this self is the- preservation yeah. games too, especially if they're Bethesda games, you, you make yeah. those hard saves because you will hit certain quests like I did in Skyrim that will lock you out forever with certain doors that won't open. So yeah, hard mm-hmm. save. Hard save often and always. Mm-hmm. My sc- my uh, Starfield file is probably like, I would say 50 plus hard saves, e- even more. Because mm-hmm. of my 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 Skyrim uh, lost <laughs> lost yeah. legacy <laughs> due to a but like this game is also in acts. So when you're about to leave an act, they're like, "Yo, you're about to go." So wrap shit up, like. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, oh, that's and good. it's a type of it's the type of of also like a game that you walk like into a room or into a building or you unlock a door and you walk in, and then the auto save, like the game mm-hmm. frees us to auto save. I'm like, oh, what did I just? Yeah, yeah, auto save. Soundtrack picks up. There's all these health items. You know, <laughs> yeah, and, and like, then I realize uh, I'm like depleted in, in spell slot. I used both my short rests. My barbarian is out of rages. I'm just like, yep, that sounds like we're gonna back out. <laughs> <laughs> Do a long rest and then come back. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I picked up Candy Crush again because I spent a lot of time just like having to like hold a stretch or put warmth on my back and because i'm not like with my laptop in bed all day Mm -hmm. um i take candy crush breaks where i heat up my back just a classic candy crush i tried to do soda but they were like putting too many pop-ups and shit and Mm -hmm. special events and it was like it's getting too hard for me to get to the next level Mm. i just want to match candies like (laughs) leave me alone with all these like competitive things and join a guild and whatnot i went to the classic candy crush and Mm -hmm. yeah they have like once in a while like hey you want to buy some lives and i was like you know what i can live with five (laughs) pop-ups yeah (laughs) but like i went to the other ones i was like y'all need to calm down this is Mm. not like i got like 10 15 minutes to i want to spend it actually playing this fucking game um, but yeah, I had downloaded text tricks three and I actually went through all the levels. A mobile mm. game went, you finish the game. We have no more levels for you. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of rare. This can happen. <laughs> this is a thing. <laughs> I can, I can, I can finish a mobile game. <laughs> There's an end. There's an end. Was, yeah. Apparently Candy Crush has an end, but I don't believe it. <laughs> Matt, what are you playing right now outside of Spider-Man? Oh, Spider-Man 2 has yeah, been the the big playthrough. I'm playing a couple of redacted titles um, yeah. at the moment. Tis the season. Outside of Tis the season. Um, and yeah, any, a lot of NHL 24 as well, too. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, really loving that. Dapper Jr. and I like do a lot of 1v1s. He's getting better. He's yeah, probably beating me on a pretty regular basis now. Uh, <laughs> keeping it close, though. Um what else besides yeah spider spider-man 2 was yeah the big one still just because that one was just like uh my son's been on like Fortnite on mm-hmm. on one screen and then i brought the ps5 down and like put it on the table with a pc monitor and just push through the rest of spider-man because i said to him like you want to just like finish platinuming this he's like oh, i'm gonna 
do the Roblox thing, do the Fortnite thing. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, you want to come back? If you want to tap back in and try out some of these things? Yeah, but Spider-Man 2, been that been the big one lately. Yeah, makes sense. It's like on every, the tip of everybody's tongue, along with the one Joelle's been playing, Super Mario Wonder. Joelle, how's that going? It's so good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is... All of the rumors are true. Everyone has been uh, loving it. And I did too. At first, I was a little nervous because I haven't played the last couple 2D platformers because to me, it just got a little stale and it didn't really uh, interest me much. And there's so many other things to play. So I did... I did forgo those, but this definitely is taking it, – it gave the franchise like a uplift that it greatly needed. Um, the different Marios that you can be are very fun and creative. So, the, you know, there's a – you can see where all these influences are coming from between, you know, Odyssey did that trick. Um, they – can um, you can tell if you're into uh, Mario Maker community or like the uh, mods, um, the ROM hacks that you shouldn't be into because they're illegal. But if you know of them, uh, you can see a lot of influence there too. So in some ways, it was kind of neat to see all the different spaces in which Nintendo pulled from for the inspiration. And I think they did a really, really good job and. Um, there's a, been a lot of like, what the hell is happening, uh, from my mouth as I'm playing it just because like, <laughs> it's so random, like the stuff that happens, the tricks that are cued, the way this has probably been the most, like, I would say imaginative and, um, in a challenging way in some ways that Nintendo has used like some tricks um, as it comes to how the screen is laid out. Uh, if you hit a Wonder Flower, it triggers like an event in the level that totally flips the gameplay upside down. Uh, and some of those have been just really, really fun. The anticipation of starting every level, you're like, well, I wonder what trick they're going to pull out because it's rarely like the same thing. And there's so there's six worlds with, you know, at least like six to so many other levels. Like it's, it's really, really fascinating. So it's really engaging. Um, I chatted with a friend um, and they've been playing with their eldest son and they love it. They love that. um, There's a lot of characters that you can play as, but if you play as any of the Yoshis or Nabbit, you don't take damage and you can't, like die unless you fall down a hole or something so oh that's nice folks that's why yoshi's the man yeah (laughs) yoshi's my my favorite yeah yeah so so that's fun because people are like i can play as mario or princess peach or whatever and my kid can play as a yoshi and then they can enjoy the level and not you know get too discouraged that you know you're dying or can't make progress so uh it's been fun so yeah it's definitely a great um if you're a Mario fan and you've been feeling like you didn't know where this uh, the platformer IP was going, 2D platformer, and I think that you'll be very, very happy with the direction that they're going to go. And just they just refreshed a lot of things that needed a little bit of refreshing. Like, like the sounds are different. The mm-hmm. animations are different, like how Mario gets in and out of pipes. 
the new Mario voice actor. That's that, true. That, yeah. New Mario, yeah, yep, yeah, definitely. And you can you can tell if you can hear it that it's not quite the same, but it's it's also not like distracting in any sense of the of the word. And uh, they also did the music. A lot of really fun uh, new music that's engaging and really helps set the tone for each of the different levels too. Like, like it's kind of on like Odyssey level for a 2D platform with the amount of work and how they've kind of changed and refreshed the the genre. So it, it it's great. Uh, I I I bought it. I bought a physical copy, and I would say that it's definitely worth the it was 60 bucks us so to my mind that seemed worth it so cool yeah i mean like it it felt like it was almost they were they were making fun of it online that this was barbenheimer in video game form this (laughs) weekend since on friday both (laughs) that and spider-man 2 came out yeah um so yeah it's uh arguably one of the probably biggest days for video game releases ever i'm sure there's other ones in a while yeah yeah i mean the next one yeah, like Animal Crossing and, Di- and what was Doom, it Doom Eternal yeah, that came was, out of the same day Doom, back yeah. in 2020. That was like, um, gold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or when Zelda and, and Horizon uh, came out at the same time. Yeah, like this is this is another one of those epic days, and it's a good time to be a gamer. Oh, totally. Um, I'm playing Moonstone Island still, making my way through that. But since I was traveling. I had noticed one of the games that I've been following um, on my Twitter feed or X feed uh, released on Switch. Witchy Life Story came out. Um, I was feeling something kind of like cozy, narrative driven, maybe a little bit of crafting in there, but with like a cutesy vibe that still had like a Halloween-y spooky season S theme without being that. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a visual novel um, with, you know, like cute characters and you have to craft charms and potions and all this kind of stuff while trying to figure out what's going on in this sleepy little town, um, which is pretty cute. I'm pretty surface level right now because uh, though I was trying to play as much as I could, it was, you know, also being social with my family, you know, that kind of thing. But I'm going to keep going with it. Um, It was developed by Sundew Studios. It's been out on Steam for a while, but uh, yeah, it just came out on Switch, and I think it was like 25 bucks Canadian, so not that bad at all. And the art style had really grabbed me. It gave me almost like vibes of like some of the illustrations, and this is going to be a deep cut, okay? Some of the illustrations I used to see on the tarot cards for Cardcaptor Sakura. I know, that's a freaking deep cut. (laughs) But yeah, I knew that would uh, perk your interest, Catherine. So so yeah, I... uh, so far, so good. And going to keep going with it. Um, but it's time, folks. Each week, the team has to guess what historical game would have released during this time of this episode's airing. That's right. It's time for a walk down memory card lane. I'm going to start you off with the release date of a game. And I will give you hints as you ask for more hints. And the team around the table here, this digital table, can guess what game was it? That released at that time. Remember now, talk it out amongst yourselves. There's no winners, no losers. We're not keeping track. Nothing like that. It's really just for the fun of it. So, can you guys remember the game that released on October 26, 2018? Let the guessing begin. And please let me know when you want another hint. October 26, 2018? 2018. Yes. 
Remember no Googling? No. <clears throat> 2018, the, like the year of that, like all the... Was it God, God of like War a... or Spider-Man 1? And then nope. like Breath of the Wild and Horizon yep. Zero Dawn. Was it that Mm-mm. year that they all come out? Well, 17... Breath of the Wild and Horizon Zero, uh, Horizon, the first Horizon. Yeah, Zero Dawn, that was 2017 yes. when the Switch released. Yes. So no, oh, this okay. is the next year. This is the next year. Following year. Uh, is it take the next hint. Oh, okay. oh sorry. Okay. Go ahead. This game was released on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, released later, November of 2019, on PC and Google Stadia. Is it Resident Evil 3? No. Google Stadia. Stadia? Hmm. The Stadia release. But it came later than the original release, but st- release. <laughs> Can I talk today? Um, is, it but a, yeah. is it a sports game? Sports ball game? I'm not going to tell you your name. Feel- <laughs> it's not a, 20, a game of oh, 20 questions. Well, I thought I'd try. Okay. <laughs> Do you want the next hint? Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. Okay. It features an honor system more, where morality and decision-making play a factor in how the story plays out. 2018 morality system. Assassin's Creed? Odyssey? Nope. When did Odyssey nope. come out? No, we already got Odyssey in order. Well, we got, yeah, Odyssey. Like yeah, you know, Odyssey. three episodes ago. Oh, well, mm-hmm. where have I been? All right. I feel like morality system <laughs> you were there. Too, like not been a big thing as of late. Honor system. Is it? Is there's. Is it a Far Cry? Did Far Cry hit Stadia? Yeah, Far Cry, I think, must have hit Stadia. Because Ubisoft yeah, is Ubi had a pretty deal. cool and been really good with streaming. It's not Far Cry 3, is it? Nope. Uh, my, my, like. Listing 2018 off. would be Far Cry 5. Nope. Got any? Want another hint? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to need one. Okay. It's a prequel. Uh, rude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a prequel. 2018 uh, prequel. Prequel. Is it y- a Yakuza game? No. Uh, <laughs> Final Fantasy? No. Nope. I, th- I don't know if a Final Fantasy hit Stadia, did it? Ever? Oh, I think oh, good oh, question. Oh, yeah. True. Uh, but they don't release on Xbox Day One either. Uh, yeah. Uh, but there were so little games that were released on Stadia. How can we. Uh, you would know God, is it, is it Watch <laughs> Watchdogs? Nope. <laughs> question where i was like no no i joined leah's like the fact i'm live i'm living in this because i thought for sure you guys were gonna get this like right away she's very happy (laughs) (laughs) i've stumped them finally (laughs) honor system i mean besides a star wars game but i don't remember star wars hitting stadia you want another hint yeah there is a wide variety of wildlife, and hunting them and for crafting material and resources is part of the game. Again, back to the end of the game. Yeah, is it Monster Hunter World? No. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Let uh, me know when you want the next a prequel where you hunt animals with a uh, oh, some sort of morality system. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. All right. 
I'm ready. Okay, next hint. It's one of the most cinematic games I have ever played. Leah has ever played. <laughs> this this don't take it don't take it personally, Leah. But we don't know. <laughs> it's, oh. It takes two. That was twenty twenty. What's the prison? Yeah, I yeah, that was twenty twenty. So. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember playing that during the pandemic. Or twenty twenty one, but yeah. But do you a, want? Do you want another hint? A prequel, <laughs> the the most cinematic game you have played. Uh, okay. You ready? Yeah. It features a lot of Rudy Tooty Pew Pew Shooty with dead eye targeting. <laughs> Come on! Can I uh, Red Dead Redemption 2? No! You got it! <laughs> <laughs> it was! It's Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, it released was? on October 26th on 2018. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Oh. <laughs> I didn't realize that could be wow. video. I didn't play yeah, it. I only, so. I only had two other cues for you guys you play as an outlaw and the game is celebrated for its attention to detail historical accuracy and immersive world building <laughs> apparently we needed those wow <laughs> i was wow. like as soon as i said rudy tootie pew pew shooty cat was gonna get it <laughs> yeah. but is that i thought that's what you I, uh, I didn't realize red dead was a prequel it is a prequel to the I, first one i didn't oh. play the game it shows like yeah <laughs> You, you, I didn't either. You found a blind spot. You found uh, a blind spot. I found, I found a blind But it was like like the biggest thing everybody was talking about. In it was. I, game wise. Wow, 2018. So 2018 was the original Spider Man God, uh, God of War remake. Not remake, sorry. Like revisited. The God, the yeah, yeah, yeah. And Red Dead Redemption 2. What a year. Ooh. Kind of feels like we're living that again in 2023. Yeah. Or 2013. Yeah. What are we now? 2023, not 2013. Oh, my God. All right, folks. We're going to get into the topic of the week, which is our Halloween spoop or spooktacular. We'll be doing that right after this break. Grab your Halloween candy, everybody. And uh, Matt's got his full bar. Are you giving away full chocolate bars of Cosby Crisp? Like the, like Are you the, that like the family? in this household. We only give away full bars at Halloween, so... Oh, everybody's going to Matt's place. That's where we're going trick-or-treating. Come on now. Yeah, got to do it. (laughs) The price is negligible. The smiles are like as big as the chocolate bar, so you got to do it. (laughs) I love that. Well, in honor of the season, it's time to talk about Halloween games. It's our annual Halloween spooktacular. Um, Though we here are totally open about talking about scary games, uh, we are not necessarily the folks that uh, play scary games. Uh, Some of us on the podcast do. You do. Matt does. Great. Kat, Joelle, and I are too easily frightened. (laughs) So we might gravitate to one or two scary games, but nothing too extreme. Um, So uh, first bit of this, we're going to talk through some of our favorite scary games uh, or spoopy ones, ones that are not too scary. Uh, Matt, why don't you take it away? What is some of your favorite uh, Halloween or scary themed games that you like to play? Oh, I've got so many. I'm going to bring up uh, bring up my list here. <laughs> oh, you like, got a list? Got, Fantastic! So I'm gonna I'm gonna plug something I'm working on. I'm doing like a list of ten spooky games to play this uh, this Halloween for uh, mobile syrup. So I'm excited for that to go live. But you Great. guys get kind of like a sneak preview uh, preview here. Um, but yeah, these are a lot a lot of M rated games, a lot more modern uh, versions. But man, mm-hmm. it has been a really really good year for. Uh, the remakes and horror games. Um, 
one thing topping my list already is Dead Space Remake. Oh, yeah. Like scary games. So it's the uh, sci-fi survival horror classic returning, um, you know, totally rebuilt, even scarier. So uh, playing as Isaac Clarke, an engineer who's got to fight through a spaceship infested with, you know, grotesque monsters. Um, And yeah, the jump scares are, are incredible. Isn't that coming to Game Pass real soon too? I think it could. Did I see that? Could be. It's an, it's an. I thought I saw an ad for that. You know how they put out like that picture with like games coming soon, and Dead Space was on that. Oh yeah. So yeah, that's gonna be exciting. I I enjoyed the because de- I think that was one of the first like Xbox 360 games that I actually gave a spin because we it was one of the things Show had a copy of along with like Rock Band was Dead Space. Can do you remember that? I think it was Dead Space three even. That they yeah. had, and I gave it, a, I gave it a go, but uh, yeah, a little. Uh, 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 I'll, I'll be playing that with the lights on. Yes, yeah, honestly, <laughs> it's, it's it's very scary. It's it's going to get you in a few parts, like whether you're a seasoned uh, scaries veteran or yeah, it's 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 a, it's a spooky one. Oh, and you know, mm. on the theme of we were talking about uh, Red Dead Redemption, so they re-released it again on the Switch and PS4, um, and it mm-hmm. came packing Undead Nightmare, which in my opinion is one of the best DLCs offered period for any Agreed. game you know anywhere and it's a standalone expansion and it like adds on like this zombie horror theme so you get to play as john marsden and uh, you got to find a cure for a zombie plague for your infected wife and son and yeah you like travel across the frontier fight off zombies there's like the four horsemen of the apocalypse it is it is so so well done i know that uh there, there's a little bit of a, uh, I don't know, a discourse happening where some people are like, we wanted the full like remake of Red Dead Redemption, but I'm pretty happy with what I got. I've been playing on the Switch and PS4, and yeah, this is the perfect time of year to jump back into uh, to Undead Nightmare. It's just yeah, mm-hmm. incredible. Incredible. Um, man, I've got so many. This one, I guess, is not on, on the scarier side. Um, a lot of the Ghostbusters game. Mm-hmm. Um, Ghostbusters Rise of the Ghost Lord is coming to PSVR 2 very soon. Um, I haven't played that, though. But the, the recent Ghostbusters game from Ilphonic, I believe it's called Ghostbusters Ecto-1 Edition. It is so cool. It's like an um, online game where you either are four-player Ghostbusters versus four-player like monsters. So you like switch back and forth. And it's, it's, oh, neat. So it's a lot of fun. Um some other ones that uh, I had listed. Oh, one of my like all-time favorites, Alan Wake. Mm. That, and that's that's a real scary one. Um, I'm counting down the days to Alan Wake too. But if you're not familiar with what Al- who Alan Wake is or what Alan Wake is, uh, it's it's an action adventure game uh, that follows the story of kind of like Stephen King type author named Alan Wake and his like horror thrillers start coming alive in a small town. Um, and then you, you have to use your flashlight and weapons to fight off darkness that, you know, haunts you. It's just, it's so well done. Again, it's, it's remedy by, um, you know, they've done all sorts of incredible games like, uh, Max Payne. Um, oh, what's their latest game that's escaping me? They did the one for Xbox, which was an exclusive, uh, as well to the, the time warp one, Quantum Break. Control, quantum break control. yeah oh i remember that with the tv piece yeah, of it yeah. yeah and control was so good too so yeah that's that's one that could also make this list too right because it's got a lot of spooky scaries in it, it i believe it's on cat's list right control oh is it yeah nice. it's been on my yeah it's on my my list and i've i've mentioned it in previous like spoopy episode that control is high anxiety 
but not like jump scare, like high scare. Yeah. Like I'm, I can't do jump scare. I can't do dead space, but I could do control. And um, once you get over like their brand of like they try to do the jump scare, but it's really more like a X Files episodes than anything else. Like in terms of like spoopy and stuff, but I think it's a great one, especially like I played um. Uh, it's one of the first game I play on the Series X oh, with yeah. ray tracing. Gorgeous game. And one of the only games where you do want to read Everything. all the fucking papers mm-hmm. they had lying around and hear all the audio because like the environmental storytelling is almost better than the actual game. Yeah, it's wild. Like, Remedy does the same thing too. Is that even with Alan Wake, like if you're picking up pages and mm-hmm. yeah, I cannot wait for Alan Wake 2. I think it's going to be one that you guys kind of want to avoid with the scariness factor. Cause it seems more like it's going to like jump out and scare you um, mm-hmm. where you were right. Like it was, I don't want to call it a slow build, but I know what you mean. Like it wasn't with control, wasn't out to get you and, and jump scare you. Um, it was more like that haunting sort of building of tension, which was, which I really dig as well too. But yeah. And how good was it to just like pick up a file cap and throw it at some monster? Totally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's be honest. And the puzzles in that game, like I consider myself somewhat of yeah. a puzzle guy, but in that game, it takes it to a whole new level where it's like, okay, I want to solve this. This is just, yeah, the tops. So it, that's a great list, Matt. And, and yeah, plug mobile syrup.ca is where you're going to have your full list. Yeah. So it's coming um, up on mobile. Later this week. Yeah, it'll be coming up uh, later this week. Mobile syrup. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. But yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for that. Uh, double check that it's. If it's out when we drop the episode on Thursday, we'll link to it. Yeah. So sure. it's the Canada source. Yeah. It's .com. <laughs> I had to check this oh, out. .com. Uh, I wasn't um, sure it was .com.ca. But yeah, great content over there. Great group uh, to work with. And yeah, super excited for put, putting together that list. And of course, one family f- friendly recommendation. I don't think there was really anything in there that was family friendly. Luigi's Mansion, which I, I love to uh, to fire up and play with uh, with Dapper Jr. So yeah, that's that's a really good one. I like to, I like to balance great. it out because it's like, I tend to like M for mature and like punctuated M for mature <laughs> horror games. And then like E for, uh, you know, everyone horror games like uh, Luigi's mansion. That's a great transition over to cat's list. Cat. <laughs> yeah, I do have Luigi's mansion on there. Oh, nice. Um, Cause it's a good one. Um, Halloween theme, but like, you know, like ghostbusters, mm. uh, something like approachable. Everybody can play. Um, Undertale's a good one, always, or Deltarune. Uh, that world is very Halloween friendly. Uh, but in addition to this year, which I'm like, you know how we were talking about like control is anxiety. Some games are like, you know, Dead Space or spooky. Um, I bring to the table mindfucky um, <laughs> Disco Disco Elysiums. Oh, yeah. if you've never played this game. Play the director's cut with the voice acting. Just like one night, dark, just fire up the the game and let that narrator like deep grit just tickle your brain and go into the mindfuck that is Disco Elysium. It's just you to just to give you an idea for those of you that don't know the story. Um, you're basically a washed up drunk detective and you wake up and you don't know what the fuck happened the night before and you got to solve a murder. And everything about this game is mindfucky that, and I've, I've talked at length on the podcast, but like 
the skill tree has nothing to do with like get more strength, get more charisma. There's some stuff that's just like about like based in psychology and it's really weird to build your character, your the choices you make change who you are fundamentally. Um it's really there's nothing like it. And it's like a mindfuck in a good way. And I think like it it could have that Halloween vibe if you're looking for something that's like psychology thriller, but make it that it lives with you for the rest of your life, basically. Wow. That all right. Good. I'm gonna check that out. Yeah. It honestly it deserves all the praise it's got. It's one of those games like we've mentioned and talked a lot about like these games that, you know, um basically are genre defining or are so good that stay with us, you know, like you know, Legend of Zelda, we talked about like Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2, like Disco Elysium is one of those it is like Undertale, one of those indie gems that doesn't matter when you discover it and when you play it doesn't get old and it doesn't get outdated because it's like so unique in what they did cool before i forget i in my last like list i don't know how i butchered the name so badly ghostbusters spirits unleashed that's the one that's out right now and uh, oh, okay it, cool it's, it's so good but yeah i, I totally yeah. messed up the uh, <laughs> the name of it but it's all it's good fantastic and even playing it today i think it came out last year and they've been supporting it, adding content to it. And then even when I dropped into like the actual like Ghostbusters uh, HQ, which acts as like the main hub area to go like jump in and play the games, it's all like decked out in Halloween stuff. So they're still supporting the game, and it, it's it's a lot of fun. Tons of callbacks to That's the movie. That's cool. That's really cool. Joelle, how about you? Scary games, not so scary games. Yeah, I don't like any. I control was too scary, so. <laughs> what the that's your threshold uh with me it had its um, moments i don't i don't blame you the, i just i think i was like i when you talk about the anxiety ride i mean as soon as i start it my heartbeat immediately jumps up five beats and like i just I, i'm so tense and so because i'm so tense and i don't like i hate being scared i hate being scared so much i don't love it it's it's not i don't like it at all um so i don't like playing scary games <laughs> But uh, I just kind of wanted to roll through some of the games that I think would be a good, like, spoopy games to dive into that really have, like, a shining element to them. Um, I just finished a game called Ugly. It is a 2D platformer. Uh, We talked about it a few episodes ago on the pod uh, where they use a mirror mechanic um, to create all these puzzles. And it's a really, really interesting way to do puzzles. Like it, it continuously progresses in difficulty as well. So once you kind of figure out one area of the game and you have to move to the other one, um, you don't like you have to learn something new about the area and use that to complete it along with the mirror uh, puzzle mechanic. So it was really creative. The story one will not be uplifting. Um, it will be sad. And there are definitely, like, disturbing images or references um, in the game, especially, like, around, like, substance abuse um, and possible, like, domestic um, uh, violence or abuse. So just, like, you know, if you're triggered by those things or don't want to play a game like that, then this one probably want to skip. But uh, it was a fun, like, puzzle platformer that you could really sink your 
neurons into and and try to figure out and just kind of maybe left you feeling like not the greatest <laughs> story wise but that'd be a good spooky one and then uh the other one that I tried out was a point and click adventure called Kentucky Route Zero and where this one kind of shined for me like it's not a new game but I could play it while I was traveling on my iPad and I just thought the graphics were so pretty. It was such a beautiful uh, game to play, and it, you know, you didn't want to get anywhere like too fast or finish the story too quickly because you just wanted to remain in, in the world um, of this like abandoned area off Kentucky Route Zero uh, with a bit of an existential um, through line that it was just, you know, very uh, uh, noir and um, kind of dark in those kind of vibes. So yeah, those would be my two that I would uh, say people should try out if they don't want to be scared. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. Mine, I'm kind of sitting on the fence. Like sometimes I like the scary stuff. Sometimes I don't, I don't like the jump scares, but I do like some of it. And it always, it's always different when I'm playing someone with someone else too. And oftentimes I'm playing some of these with my husband. What I don't, the one I don't play with my husband um, is graveyard keeper. It's a management sim, uh, but graveyard themed. So not only, you know, thinking along the lines of Stardew Valley um, and you're growing crops and stuff, you're also preparing bodies for burial. burial. Um, you're preaching sermons to your congregation. You're selling your goods, um, which also could mix in a little bit of cannibalism um, because where are you getting your meat? Hmm? Dead bodies. Fresh free meat, right? Um, so yeah, that's a, a cute one. Beautiful pixel art game. Um, it's available on, I think, every console and PC at this point. Um, and they had a, a bunch of different DLCs and stuff. So yeah, I highly recommend that if you're into management sims like Stardew Valley and and Harvest Moon and stuff like that. Um, the two games next that I have listed, I definitely played with Mike around. Um, Until Dawn uh, is a great. Cool. It's an interactive drama horror video game. Think of it, it kind of reminds me of the idea of like the butterfly effect where you don't know what action is going to cause the subsequent reaction, which of course is obviously great for video games. Multiple different like villain slash monster slash ways to die in there. A whole bunch of uh, celebrities in it as well. Hayden Panettiere was in it. Uh, Rami uh, Malek was in it uh, before they were like super ginormously mm. huge actors. Um, but yeah, love that. It came out on the PS4 back in the day, uh, but it was just good. It's an easy game. Like it doesn't, it, where it's inter- interactive story, you can easily pass the controller back and forth. So that was a great one to play with Mike, um, a few years ago. And then fairly recently, now obviously it's more like last year, uh, but this survival horror game came out, uh, in October of last year called Scorn. It came to Xbox Game Pass and it's like, Squishy horror. it's like a, Squishy is a good way to put it because it's like a biopunk theme. Everything in it looks kind of gross because it's like you're in like this alien body, scary, creepy, environmental puzzle solving thing. So, yeah, that was fun. Mike and I played that together. It was spoopy. Were, were there sure. any jump scares in that one or not really? I, I remember diving. I'm trying to remember now I, if there were any actual jump scares. I don't think so. I never I don't remember. It. I was grossed out. I was intrigued, but then I started playing uh, something yeah. else. And that's why I love Game Pass. Um, yeah, yeah, so true. Yeah. 
All right, let's get into some video game urban legends. I asked everybody to go and pull an urban legend that they thought was pretty cool. Uh, because, yeah, I mean, not only are the games scary, but the stories around games and gaming things uh, can also be by quite a, quite horror-related. Catherine, what story did you bring to the table today? I'm bringing cryptids. Um, <clears throat> apparently... There's a rumor that there's a Bigfoot in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. And that rumor has been circulating since the game released in 2004. Really? Yeah. Uh, and that debate's active still to this day. Um, due to vague photos and description of the Smith, Bigfoot's behavior remains largely unknown. Players generally say that they have seen Bigfoot from far away, usually a burly figure walking through the forest, which you would flee if the player got too close. Rare accounts say that Bigfoot attacks the player or that the player could get close to the creature. Nevertheless, the majority of videos are photo evident that proves Bigfoot's existence is either faked or a mod. And apparently there's also, uh, in the brochure that came with the game, an individual named Bigfoot is credited in the thanks to section. Uh, apparently it's just <laughs> a nickname for somebody that worked a rock star, but people went with it. Um, even in an official interview with Terry Donovan released in 2005, he stated there is no Bigfoot just like in real life. <laughs> uh, but people still go with it. I mean, we all remember that there is no cow level in oh, yeah. uh, Diablo. And I think in Diablo 2, they put in a cow level just for shits or something or somebody modded it in. I Starcraft did it too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, there's no, apparently there's no Bigfoot. So they say. Or so they say. Do it walking, him walking right past your camera right now, like right behind in your exactly. background. <laughs> <laughs> Joelle, what one did you bring to the table today? I brought an interesting one about the sonic.execute file. And this is an urban legend, or I guess how they pronounce it is X, um, but execute for short. Um, how this came about is that the story centers around a young man who was a big fan of Sonic the Hedgehog, and he claimed that he had not played any glitchy or hacked games before. And then suddenly a CD-ROM appeared um, uh, on his doorstep, and so he played the game, and it turned out uh, t to be maybe possessed and uh sonic the hedgehog like he started to look kind of demonic like his fingers got really long his eyes got all black and then the buds of his eyes are like glowing red and he has this goofy uh uh creepy grin and apparently what he does in the game is kill his um compatrons like tails and he like sides with robotnik and um it uh no, it really kind of creeped me out. I don't like these. <laughs> but I was like, okay, fine. But yeah, so it's just a, it's an intriguing, um, creepy uh, Sonic uh, version. So there's a lot of different, it seems like, um, origins to it. But essentially, a kid got too cocky and then he got possessed. So that's the lesson to take away. <laughs> oh, fascinating. Matt, what did you bring? All right. So yeah, mine's actually like kind of of a of similar vein of that one with the, the haunting of a uh, Majora's Mask uh, cartridge. So I'm just pulling this from uh, Kotaku um, from Owen Good. So he uh, Owen published like a uh, urban legend 
about uh, someone who bought a Majora's Mask cartridge from a creepy old guy and had a w- wicked scary glitches in it like Link would burst into flames while the Song of Healing played backward. Um, and as it's continued on this uh, this, this 4chan board, uh, their paranormal uh, forum uh, concocted a whale of creepy urban myths that lack uh, that lacks only a campfire flashlights under the face of someone's cousin's best friend's stepbrother. Um, the gist of it is basically that the, the teller uh, encounters a creepy old man who gives him a strange blank Nintendo 64 cartridge with the Majora Sharpie on it. He takes it home, plays it, and deletes a game saved um, Mark Ben. Um, and then, like, really weird and strange things start happening uh, within the uh, like the actual story itself, like the actual game itself. And it's it's apparently like a, a ghost connected to the uh, the actual cartridge itself and you know you can't turn off your console um it, it gets into like a lot of a lot of detail um but uh yeah there's 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 all sorts of myth busting out there happening around it but it, it gets kind of creepy just based on you know kind of like this the sonic details creeped me out with <laughs> the last story but yeah. yeah i don't know what's with all these like uh kind of hacked versions of these games terrifying people but uh I guess Majora's Mask in itself can can have some you know creepy edges to it. So yeah, a, a random phantom copy of it with apparently uh, that is possessed with someone's soul on it is yeah par for the course with that game. But uh, that's that's that, when you asked me about this, that was one of the first stories that came to mind. I don't know why, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I always found the Mask Boy from Majora's Mask really creepy. Anyway, creepy. Yeah. yeah, he's spooky and like. When they did, so the company that ended up doing, oh my God, they made a video game not too long ago, but it was way more like heartwarming and stuff. Kenya, Bridge of, Bridge of Spirits. Oh, yeah. Is that yes, what yeah. it's called? They did the yeah. video b- before where they did like a 3D animation version of some stuff with the, 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 the mask kid from Majora's Mask. Um, and uh, that was phenomenal. But like, I always thought I was like, that thing looks spooky as all heck. Probably like the spookiest of the Zelda games yeah. in my mind, you know, yeah, like the concept of like the end of the world coming in three days, you know, and having to yep. live Groundhog Day over and over again. Like that's a spooky concept to begin with. Yeah, yeah that I feel like that's a Zelda a- player where you have to like, yeah, you've got that, that I hate yeah. games like that to have that like overall time clicking down. I'm like, no, no, thanks. Especially like Resident Evil games where it's just like, you're going to have a higher score if you get through this faster. Yeah, well, I'm going to have a low score then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh the one that I have um that I've heard of a few times now but kind of wanted to do more of a deep dive into it. Um the article comes from LifeWire but many different people have written about it. There's this legend called Pokemon Lavender Town Syndrome. Have you ever heard of this? I have no? I have not. I'm curious. So I'm uh, going to read straight off from LifeWire because they've got it written the best. Um, if you're a Pokemon fan and a frequent internet user, you may have heard the term Lavender's Down- and Lavender Town Syndrome. It's a cheerful sounding affliction that is actually an urban legend about a creepy tune in Pokemon Red and Green for the Nintendo Game Boy. The pair of games first released in Japan in 1996 and were later released in North America as Pokemon Red and Blue. The Lavender Town song allegedly made children sick when they heard it and in extreme cases reported to drive them to commit suicide. 
Why is Lavender Town so spooky? Pokemon Red and Green eventually uh, drive players to visit Lavender Town, a small village that serves as a Pokemon graveyard. It is an unsettling place for multiple reasons. For starters, Pokemon are typically cute and fuzzy creatures, so we don't think about their uh, mortality when we're not uh, forced to. When Pokemon fight, they merely faint, not die. Lavender Town uh, is also the home of the Pokemon Tower, an eerie structure that is haunted by the ghost of Marowak killed while it was defending its baby from Team Rocket. Finally, Lavender Town's theme music is kind of spooky, and it's around this tune that Lavender Town Syndrome is based. According to the legend, Lavender Town Syndrome was born when about 100 Japanese children from 10 to 15 years of age jumped to their deaths, hanged themselves, and mutilated themselves a couple of days following the release of Pokemon Red and Green. Other children supposedly complained about nausea and severe headaches. Officials, with air quotations around this, eventually discovered that children hurt themselves or fell ill after listening to Lavender Town's background music. The urban legend states that the original Lavender Town theme contains a high-pitched tone that compels kids to lose their minds. Since our ability to hear high-pitched tones diminish as we age, young children are especially susceptible, susceptible to the Lavender Town, in quotes, curse. Some versions of the urban legend say the game's director, uh, Satoshi Tajari, explicitly wanted the tone in red version of the game to annoy children who picked it over green. The urban legend also offered up a long explanation for Satoshi's supposed uh, aversion to the color red thanks to violent encounters with school bullies. Almost every version of the urban legend accuses Nintendo of covering up the suicides to protect Pokemon franchise innocence and popularity. Um, yeah, this story continues. Obviously, it's not true. <laughs> Needless to say, the Lavender Town Syndrome isn't real. The original Lavender Town music won't cause you to go mad, nor will any other version of the tune. Um, there's a lot more. And of course, there's tons of different, like, uh, uh, I guess you can say urban legends about, uh, uh, Pokemon, especially like, even like the fact that you try to find Mew and all that kind of stuff in different parts of the game. But this is one that I thought was like, kind of brought it to like real world out of the game spookiness, which is kind of wild. But yeah. Scary things happen. Don't like it. It's crazy how like it goes out of proportion so fast, yeah. and then Nintendo yeah, has to be like, no, innocent cartoon, like fun little character game. But yeah, I don't understand why people take it and bend it and twist it in in such a wild, scary way. Well, before we had the internet, when that game came out, all we had was hearsay of people saying, oh, I did do this. Oh, I did do that around the, you know, the schoolyard park or whatever, right? And oftentimes there were lots of things passed around which were like urban legends, even like what Kat was talking about, the Bigfoot in San Andreas, right? Mm-hmm. So, you oh, know, yeah. stories I know. get I out of control. Like Neo Geo co- or, no, Game Genie codes with my friends, not like... <laughs> making up these horrible uh, horror, horrible stories come on internet what can i uh what can i expect here but yeah. yeah shout out to the game genie though that was fun yeah yeah very true i loved the game genie and with that that closes out our show for this week if you've got any cool urban legends about video games that you want us to know about please do reach out um but if you want to read more about the ones we just spoke about please do go to girlsongames.ca for all the links to all the stories mentioned this episode. Catherine puts that together for us every week. Much appreciated, Kat, for doing that. 
Um, if you'd like to leave a review or rate this podcast where you're listening to us on, that'd be much appreciated. It does help with discovery, pushes us up in the rankings, and the comments do help us build this show. As always, I want to thank the crew for being on this podcast with me this week, especially Matt, uh, for coming to hang out and, you know, being so festive, dressing up and everything. Uh, I really appreciate it. My pleasure. And, My uh, honor. Yeah. Thank you so much. It was hilarious. <laughs> this is... I told you I was going to dress up, but then I I, I know you did. Video <laughs> podcast. But yeah, we'll, we'll tweet some pictures out and, yeah, of the outfit. For sure. I'll debut it for again sure. on the 31st. And yeah. So, Love it. Where can people find you online, Matt, and everything you're doing? Uh, yeah, all over the the social. So it's uh, uh, Dapper underscore Tux on X, aka Twitter. I'm on Threads as well, um, uh, Instagram, TikTok, all over the place, and of course DapperTux.com, as well as uh, a lot of my freelance work over on uh, Best Buy Blog, as well as Mobile Syrup. Fantastic, Catherine. Where can people find you? I am C-S-D-S-B-I-N-S, C-S-D-B-I-N, Twitter, Instagram, X, whatever, uh, mostly on the Girls Night Games Discord. But this week, I'm going to plug a work thing, because Thursday, the, when this episode comes out, October 26th is the beginning of the Halloween event in For Honor. It's the biggest event every year. This year, if you've missed it, it is based on Journey to the West with the White Bone Spirit and the Monkey King Wukong. So, got to... Uh, interesting boss fight going on. It's a PV, uh, PVE event. Cool. So I love Halloween events. This is happening. Thank you guys for doing that. Thank you and the team. I just, I love it. I love when games like that reflect some holidays, especially Halloween. I'm back in. Even Halo Infinite mm-hmm. pulled me back in with some, yeah, some cool like Halloween side of, of things. So yeah, definitely check out For Honor. That, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. And uh, we're celebrating with a full Monkey King Wukong hero skin for uh, the Shaolin hero. So That's cool. You can be in full Monkey King garb. So enjoy, please. Microtransaction, my job security. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> love Gotta it, pay love for it. that physio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joelle, where can people find you? People can find me on Instagram at JoelleLauren87 and on Twitter at gamer underscore comfy. But all day, every day, talking in the Girls on Games Discord. Please come and, yeah, share your favorite spooky games. And I'm Leah Jew on most social media platforms. But, of course, you want to know everything there is to know about Girls on Games. You can track us down at the Girls on Games on Twitter slash X and Facebook. Just Girls on Games. No thought in there on Instagram and threads. Discord.me slash Girls on Games to continue this lovely convo and more. But, of course, if you ever want to know anything at all, you can track it down at our home base. That is our website, girlsongames.ca. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Kat. Thank you, Joelle. It's been another lovely week in video games. And I'm... Off to play some more witchy life story to get those like spooky vibes without actually getting spooked. Right? Yes. Perfect. All right. See y'all next week. Bye. <laughs>